This is 105.9 The Region, and you're listening to Discovery, the radio show for podcasters. Your content, unfiltered. This is Discovery. This is Mental Health Moments, the podcast dedicated to breaking down barriers and sharing your stories. Brought to you by 105.9 The Region. Hey, hello, and welcome to another episode of Mental Health Moments, hosted by yours truly, Phil McCabe, and brought to you by 105.9 The Region. As always, before we get into the conversation today, I wanted to remind you folks, if you're listening to Discovery, the radio show for podcasters, which you are if you're hearing my voice, you can get this show on all major podcast platforms. It's true if you're an Amazon person, a Google person, Spotify person, Audible person, Apple person, wherever you get your favorite podcasts, all you have to do is find the little search bar and type in Discovery, the radio show for podcasters, and you will be able to find myself, Millennial Balance, the new music podcast, some of our amazing clients, all under the Discovery umbrella. It's true. Check it out. Now, welcome to 2024, everybody. It's pretty crazy to think that we're already two weeks into the new year because 2023 was a bit of a whirlwind, so I thought maybe 2024 would slow down. And with that said, I thought it was important to circle back to topics of yesteryear. Don't worry, we're not literally re-airing the same shows, but rather clips from several shows to re-engage the brain regarding those topics. We covered everything from death to being an imposter. It's really been a lot, so let's dive in with our friend and yours, Aaron Davis, the legendary broadcaster turned motivational speaker and all-around beacon of light. There are people who will say, I couldn't imagine, and again, I say, may you never know. And, and you know, how did you get out of bed in the morning? Well, I'll tell you, after one month, I got back out of bed at the crack of stupid, like your Jim Lang does there on the station. It had to be in at work, you know, before five o'clock. So it gave me a reason to get out of bed. Find a reason to get out of bed. Also, I felt like lifting me out of bed on gentle angel hands were not my daughter, but the people who were caring about me and wanted me back on the radio. So it, the importance of that, and I know how extremely fortunate we are to have had that support, that web of wonderful people who who cared so much about us and about Lauren and about her child and her husband. Find your people. Go to a grief support group. Bereaved Families of Ontario, I had the honor of sitting in on a group meeting a couple of years ago, and just to see these people there's a wonderful saying, Phil, that goes that joy shared is multiplied, grief shared is divided. And when you find your people, the people who know your pain, the people who know how to get out of bed and what to do if they can't and who to call, it can mean the difference between life and death. And you know that so much about mental health is sick, not weak, and being able to say, hey, I need help over here and having that strength of vulnerability to say, I, I can't get out of bed. Somebody help me. It's just, it can mean the difference between life and death. So that's my message. It's we're strong because we have to be. We're strong because we don't have a choice. And I'm strong. My husband is strong because we like to envision a conversation at the end of our lives when we meet up with Lauren and she says, okay, mom, dad, what did you do with your lives after I left? And having the answer that will make us proud, that will make her proud as we walk hand in hand to the classroom and get ready for our next our next trip around the sun. That's what we live by, living to make Lauren proud, living to make sure her son has the best life possible and his sister now too. Well, another dry February is just around the corner for myself where I will be raising money for the Canadian Cancer Society. 
But with that said, I thought it would be a good idea to return to a conversation that I had with my dad, who is coming up on 14 years of sobriety later this year. We've got to see the darker side, because while it's all fun and games when you see it in a movie, the stereotypical drunken, tipsy Irishman coming out of a pub and singing and so on, that's the fantasy. Mm -hmm. The reality is something much darker. If anything, I've noted in my lifetime, the acceptability of heavy drinking realistically is becoming less and less acceptable. You know, the uh, impaired driving used to be something to joke about in my lifetime. Yeah. Uh, whereas now, if you get if you get busted for an impaired, you've got a hard time showing your face in public because it's like, what were you thinking when you did that? So uh, pivoting, because, you know, that's that's what we do here on podcasts that last about 15 minutes. I'm, I'm sure that there's countless people out there that have heard and uttered the phrase, oh, God, I just need a drink. You as someone that's uh, that's been sober for, as we said, over a decade now, what do you think when you hear the phrase, God, I need a drink? And has that changed with the sobriety? I relate to it. For years, uh, I needed a drink to take the edge off, and that drink felt so good. Mm-hmm. And for those that are able to... Uh, to have that drink and the medicinal effect of that single drink is wonderful. Having a drink to take care of some of the blues, some of the anxieties and so on is amazing medicine. Mm-hmm. The only problem with me is over the years, I lost the capacity to control my dosage of that medicine. Both of those clips that we just heard are their perspective on the topic at hand. And as we discussed in 2023, perspective is key. As always, I like to use myself as a case study for these conversations. These thoughts and ideas are things that I have found successful in my life, and I hope that perhaps maybe one day they will be helpful to you as well. More often than not, I catch myself feeling offended or upset by something seemingly insignificant, whether that be an action or statement of those around me. Whether it be an email that goes unanswered or more complex feelings like feeling unloved or unwelcome because someone in my life is too busy to chat. Either way, the initial moments of feeling slighted, it's it's kind of a selfish response if you think about it. And, you know, I, I get the questions in my head. Why would this person ignore me? How dare they? Am I not important enough to them for them to respond? Admittedly, shifting perspectives is easier said than done. Especially if you're someone like myself, where you have decades of experience taking it all to heart. But at the end of the day, it is worth trying. Going back to this email example, taking a step back and thinking about it from a different perspective, the person who didn't answer you might just be busy, they might not know what to say. Heck, your email might even be caught in that digital limbo between your outbox and their inbox. To steal a phrase from my older brother, we all live at the center of our own universe. And in this example, it's entirely possible that as much as you felt slighted, you felt wronged by what happened, there's a very real possibility that they simply didn't think anything of it. And as much as it might have hurt you, it was a non-factor in their life. We all have stuff going on in our lives, and you never fully know what someone is going through, what someone is dealing with at any given time, until you ask. What's the saying that gets tossed around every year? This is the year the Leafs win the cup? No, not that one. We're talking about realistic sayings. Ah, yes. New year, new me. 
It's an interesting idea, but I think that for some, this is hard, especially those who struggle with body image like myself. And back in June, we talked about body positivity, in this case about men in particular, after I was floored to learn how many men in my life struggle with that. It is a new year, but I want to circle back to the thoughts and feelings of my peers and friends from last year. As I'm one to do before I podcast, I ask the, a question to my social media. In this case, I directed a question to the men of my social media circle. And the question was simple. Do you like the way you look? And to be completely honest, without exaggerating, every single respondent except for one noted that they disliked their body. Was I surprised by that response? No, not really. But I think that it comes from the fact that I too felt that way, so it didn't surprise me that other people felt that way. What did surprise me, however, was the use of the term body dysmorphia by two of the people that replied. I'd like to pause here and define that. Body dysmorphia is a mental health condition where a person spends a lot of time worrying about the flaws in their appearance. And a little anecdote to that is oftentimes the flaw in their physical appearance is something that someone wouldn't even notice. But going back to the responses of my friends and peers, I think it's troubling that all of these individuals who identify as males struggle with their appearance. They struggle with the idea that they don't like how they look and can't find a way to speak positively about their experience or about their appearance, rather. Granted, the sample size is pretty small. There was only a few that responded. But based on that sample size, there was a 90 percent return on the people who said they hated their body or don't like the way they look, don't feel comfortable in their own skin. And I can only imagine, based on that, how many men out there, either biologically or someone who identifies as a man, how many of them struggle with this exact same idea. Sometimes it's not just our body that causes our self-worth to go down. Sometimes we become reliant on others to make us feel important. And with that said, let's dive back into the topic of people-pleasing. At its core, the concept of being helpful to those around you is very much a positive, and I do not want to detract from that very important point. It is very much a good thing, but I do want to highlight the good and the problematic. Let's start with the positives. First and foremost is the idea that being a people pleaser means that you are making others around you happy and likely giving yourself a bit of a positive boost yourself. As well, being the person that others can count on should, in theory, lead to those around you liking you a little bit more, and who knows, you might even like yourself a little bit more. In a way, I believe that being a people pleaser allows you to open yourself up to empathy. As we've discussed already, it solidifies the foundational thought of others before yourself. And in a previous episode, we discussed the idea of being mindful, and people pleasing can, in theory, help in that regard. Now you're asking yourself, how does people-pleasing lead to mindfulness? Well, according to HackSpirit.com, the idea is that as a people-pleaser, you are aware of the way that others are thinking about you, and because of this, it gives you some insight into the way the outside world sees you, as opposed to the way you think they see you. As I said right out of the gate, I despise conflict. So by being a yes person and perpetually leaning into helping others around me, you can avoid conflict, and that goes for anyone that avoids conflict. If you're leaning into it, if you're being helpful, then there's a very real chance that you're avoiding conflict altogether. All of these points, in my opinion, provide a clear picture that pleasing people has its merits and value for not just the people around you, but for you yourself as well. Like most things in life, there is bad to balance out the good. 
As we've alluded to several times now, being a bona fide people pleaser is no exception. Looking at the flip side of the coin, if you're perpetually helping others and conforming to their needs, you may find that it is harder to be yourself or prioritize your success and happiness over anyone else. As well, when we look at the empathy aspect of this, it's important to be aware if your people-pleasing ways turn into you taking responsibility for the happiness of others, you may end up feeling obligated to think and behave in a certain way for fear of hurting that person you are trying to help. And I believe that kind of thought process can be a very slippery slope. Now, I'm never going to oppose mindfulness. I'll never get in the way of it. But in the context of this conversation, there is a point that we should try and draw the line. And referring back to the content that I uh, got from HackSpirit.com, they point out that it's good to self-reflect and be aware of the outside forces and how they view you and think about you. But if you're turning to these helpful moments for validation and praise, it can be pretty damaging to your mental health long term. And closing things out with the other side of avoiding conflict by people-pleasing, it can be stated loudly for all to hear, or it needs to be stated for all to hear. Generally speaking, no one likes conflict. Other individuals with their own issues will, will actively seek it out, but the general population doesn't like it. But there are drawbacks to the idea of avoiding confrontation at all costs. For instance, if you're so hell-bent on conforming simply to avoid confrontation, then you're setting yourself up to be a victim of your own fear. If you're not going to advocate for yourself, then no one else will. That's not to shout and argue your point, but rather be open to the idea that short-term conflict can lead to long-term gain. To steal a line from Monty Python, and now for something completely different. After it aired, I had several people talk to me saying that they didn't know that imposter syndrome was a thing or what it was. So with that said, let's look at it once more. Hey, you know who lives in this house? A great big phony! That's right, a phony lives here! A big fat phony! So I stole that soundbite from the show Family Guy, which, in the, the context of the show, used it in a very comedic way. But in, in this conversation, I think that it fits. Some people feel like a big fat phony. Now, some of the other examples that we can give for imposter syndrome are kind of more career-oriented than in a, a personal context. But, for instance... Uh, continuing to sprinkle my own experience into this, I've not applied for certain jobs because I personally didn't feel good enough for them. Even if my resume was only a hair off the mark, my self-worth made me feel like it was way off. There was no way that I was going to be getting that job. And to be honest, I think that this concept, this feeling, imposter syndrome, is more common than you might think. How often are people turning down promotions because they think they can't do it? And as I close out the show, I wanted to say that my goal for 2024 is to keep raising awareness for various mental health topics and hopefully spread some joy. Won't you join me? If you or someone you love is struggling with mental health concerns, contact a local agency near you. This has been Mental Health Moments, brought to you by 105.9 The Region. Do you have an idea or a podcast to share? Send it to us here at Discovery, the radio show for podcasters on 105.9 The Region. You're listening to new music on The Region. I'm your host, Christina Lavecchia, music director at 105.9 The Region. We're only a few weeks into 2024 and we've had some big releases. Fresh off her Golden Globe appearance, Jennifer Lopez released Can't Get Enough, 
And on Friday, Ariana Grande dropped Yes and... But that doesn't mean we are leaving great tunes and releases from 2023 behind. After playing the song If I Die Today for thousands of people from across Canada with excellent response, musician Brett Matthews officially dropped the song last fall in hopes of uplifting others in similar situations. The inspiration of the track comes from a tragedy in his hometown of Cape Breton, Nova Scotia, and the realization of how unexpected life can be. In 2019, Brett started playing guitar for local hip-hop artist Classified's touring band, and now they have a track together. Here's your first listen to If I Die Today by Brett Matthews, featuring Classified on 105.9 The Region. You're listening to New Music on The Region Podcast. If I die today Let my family know that I was happy Make sure they know I'll miss them badly My last trip around the sun has ended sadly And if I die today Please remind my girl about the good times Wake up in the mornings and the good nights but I wouldn't give to share just one more smile, one more smile. When I thought I knew it all, they showed me I never scratched the surface. Tell my wife I miss her, and I'm still right there with her. Remind her about the good times we had when we were together. Kept me warm throughout the coldest winters. I was the one you shared your secrets with. Baby, I still hear your whispers. Tell my parents thank you for 
rubbing my ankles through the late nights when I was having growing pains. You always show me strength and tell my friends good times. The memories live forever. When I'm gone, I'll be okay. I just miss the moments together with you. on 105.9 The Region. You're listening to New Music on The Region podcast. Till death do us part. Till death do us part. I told you she couldn't be alone. You may now kiss the bride. I bet you she thinks the rain's a sign. Oh my God, stop. I just, ooh, hey. Jennifer Lopez is back with a brand new track, Can't Get Enough. Jennifer shared how the song came to be. I was writing all these uh, new songs with my core crew, but word was getting out that we were starting to write music and people were starting to ask if they could get in on a session and they wanted to send some tracks. And then Brandon, my A&R guy, said to me one day, um, that hit boy wants to come in and uh, mention that I had gave him one of his first placements when he was like 18 or 19 years old uh, with a song that was called Forever from my Brave album. And I was like, really? I did? Okay, sure. And that he was very grateful for that and that I kind of helped give him his start. And, and I was like, oh, that's very sweet. So I was like, okay, he, he can come in because I had a very specific little group there uh, and we were vibing and it was, you know, like all of the feeling was right and I didn't want to mess it up by letting other people in and I was very kind of proprietary over that moment. Um, but when he told me that story and, uh, and that he was grateful and all, I was like, okay, have him come in. So he came in and he played me a bunch of tracks, one after the other, and uh, probably about the 20th track in, I was like, I like that one. Uh, so we worked with everyone on it, and we came up with Can't Get Enough. And I also knew that we needed an incredible kind of visual to go along with it. And I discussed it with Ben, of all people. <laughs> Not that he's ever really, you know, made videos or anything like that, but I just trust his opinion and his kind of ideas. And nobody kind of knows my story or me more than he does. I really feel like he gets me and he understands me, obviously. Can't Get Enough is the first release from her upcoming ninth studio album, This Is Me. Now, here it is on 105.9 Region. I just wanna, I just feel like, ooh, every time I see ya, I just, ooh, Nothing else. 
New music on 105.9 The Region. Oh, yeah. Real exclusive. Typical Ari. You know, I think I liked it better when her ponytail was a few centimeters high. Right. And I mean, who cares if she's happy? I don't want happy. I want Ari. I miss the old Ari. You know, the singer. You don't say. I hear she's starting her own artisanal hummus line next. Oh my god, did she really do that? Well, I read it on the internet, so it must be true. Well, it must be. That is a little audio from Ariana Grande's latest music video for her brand new track, Yes, and this is her first solo music video release in more than three years. Music is not the only thing Ariana has been working on. She has been filming Wicked, in which she is set to star as Glinda the Good Witch, which is set to hit theaters on November 27th. This is Yes And from Ariana Grande's upcoming album Eternal Sunshine on 105.9 The Region. You're listening to New Music on The Region podcast.
Discovery, the radio show for podcasters, exclusive to 105.9 The Region. Expand your audience and extend your reach. Send us your podcast, info at 1059theregion.com.